0: Hi, my name is TJ Houston, and I want to welcome you to ISO Inspiration, where it is our goal to inspire you, the portrait and wedding community. Each and every week, Paul and I will be bringing you interviews with inspirational photographers from all over the world with one goal in mind, and that is to motivate you to be a better photographer. Today, I am joined with one of my, uh, one of the most inspirational people that's made a change in my business. Uh, ben runs a really awesome website, and I'll let him tell you a little bit about it. So we want to go ahead and welcome him to the show. How are we doing today, sir?
1: Wow, TJ, that was incredible, man. Thank you so much. Uh, that means a lot. I'm doing great. It's been It's just been a, a fantastic Thursday. It's it, There hasn't been a moment uh, of downtime, so it's just been go, 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 uh, but I love it. I'm doing really well.
0: Excellent. So tell us a little bit about uh, this. This podcast a little twofold. Um, the goal is to inspire photographers. So tell us a little bit about what you shoot, but then also tell us a little bit about your blog as well.
1: Yeah, so uh, I uh, run and shoot, uh, head shoot at a, a wedding photography studio here in Columbus, Ohio. We have a team of three head shooters. And um, uh, goodness, we've been at it for three years. However, I shot my first wedding about seven years ago. Um, So, yeah, we're just, uh, you know, we're trying to be the best of the best at one thing. And so we only take on uh, weddings. That's it. Um, Apart from that, I run an education uh, blog called Six Figure Photography and the corresponding Six Figure Photography podcast really focusing on, uh, on business, on, on running a successful, thriving, abundant business, but less of, uh, less of just for the goal of like making a ton of money. Right. And, and more about how do we have a life of abundance with uh, abundant relationships and, and abundant profits and creativity. Um, and, and really what can we do to bless other people around us? So anyhow, that's it.
0: I love it. So how long you said 2000 and when did you start shooting?
1: Oh, man, this is the tricky question. Uh, Let me see here. I believe I shot my very first wedding in 2010, 2009. And uh, but that's, you know, again, like most uh, like most listeners, uh, when you shoot your very first wedding, it's like you're doing it for like a 100 bucks. You're working as like a server somewhere. You know what I mean? So it, it was like a little side thing
0: so we hop into a time machine and go back to that time when you first started doing photography, what would you tell yourself? Like how would you coach yourself up knowing what you know now?
1: Oh man. Uh, I would say, um, get your brand right first. Right. I think, uh, if I could tell myself anything, it'd be like, dude, Ben, figure out your brand. We had to go through a major rebrand and it was, it was such a pain. We had grown our initial brand so far and then, for uh, a number of reasons, I could I could unpack if you'd like. But for a number of reasons, we went through a rebrand, and it was it was just such a challenge to actually go through that process. And just ultimately, that your brand trumps your image quality every time. As far as like what correlates to your price point, what will put a limit on your price point, how much you can charge. Um, the most important thing. Is actually your brand, not your image quality. Um, I think that would be the the thing I would tell myself. I would I would wake myself up in the middle of the night. Sh- ben, get your brand together. Get it right. Um, yeah, exactly. I actually, uh, uh, I'm going to be doing a um, a webinar with uh, Shoot Edit here uh, April 6, I believe, um, on on branding, on on branding mistakes and and how to fix them. And so uh, maybe we can drop that in the show notes for people.
0: Absolutely, we can do that. So now as you're trying to get your brand right as you, you know, have gone through careers, your career, are there any books or resources that you would recommend to our listeners?
1: Oh, yeah. Um goodness, there's a, there's like a list. Uh but brand specific? Um, I would say maybe two books in particular that, that will help you, um, maybe less of like your exact branding. Like, again, let's even redefine this because so often when, when we say brand, everyone's just out there thinking about like design and your, your, uh, your fonts and your color choices and your logo and brand is so much larger than that. And so I think number one would be Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people. If you haven't read that, you just, I mean, you should stop listening to this right now and go and (laughs) say, no, don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) But You you absolutely need to read that book. I don't care what your profession is. It's just a a really great one. And another thing that will just help to create uh, a little bit more focus in your life. And, and when I say focus, I'm not, I'm not talking about time management focus, but focus in terms of what are you doing and why are you doing it and what happens when the world around you changes, I would encourage people to read, uh, Spencer Johnson's. It's a book. It's a short little book. It's called who moved my cheese. It's like a 15 minute read. Uh, you could fit it in anywhere. Uh, it's a little parable, uh, a simple little story really, but I think it can have a great impact in uh, the choices that you make.
0: And it's funny because I'm looking up at my desk and I have both of those. They're actually sitting right next to each other. Yeah, uh, boy. Next to Purple Cow. And those <laughs> are my go-to books. I try to read them at least once a year. Um, have them on Audible as well. So if I'm in the car. So those are both great, great books. Amen. Great recommendations. So switching modes a little bit from books and knowledge. Uh, when we do talk about, you know, gear and gear acquisition syndrome, we uh, A lot of people say that, you know, they wish they would have gone back and, you know, not spent a ton of money on gear. Uh, But what would you, you know, what would you not be able to live without? Like, what's that one piece of gear that you could not live without?
1: Man, um, professionally or, you know, in my casual personal photography?
0: How about we do both?
1: Oh, goodness. Okay, cool. So let's start with professionally. Professionally, I could not live without, I'm a Canon shooter here, but the Canon 600 uh, RT, whatever it is, uh, speed lights, right? And if you're not a Canon shooter, and to be quite honest, even if you are, just go ahead and get the young lows. Yeah, I know. Yep. <laughs> we'll keep that between, uh, we'll keep that on the podcast. Uh, so the, the, these speed lights, um, they, you don't need triggers for them. This is what I love. You don't need a secondary little piece of, of gear. And I just love how fast they are, how versatile they are. For me, give me give me the, the junkiest kit lens you got and, and the most like entry level, you know, SLR or whatever. And if I have a speed light, I'm going to make magic happen with it. And so for me, it's that 600 series or or the, or the Young Lose. Um Apart from that, as far as personally, right, um, the, you know, my day in, day out, my favorite camera, hands down, is my iPhone. It's yep. my iPhone 6. I could not go without it. Um, the videos that, that I produce with uh, you know, of my little girl, I've got a daughter, she's a year and a half old. Uh, the photographs that I produce with it, um, it's, it's perfect. It's so convenient, I couldn't do it.
0: Excellent, two very good recommendations. Well, as you look back in your career, what do you feel like is your best memory?
1: jeez, okay um, okay i mean there's gosh there's a lot i uh, i'll do the quick one. one of my favorite memories is is the team that I have. I have a team uh, of people around me that make this job way more fun than when it was just me, like silly fun. I actually was just sitting here in the office today with with my guys here, and uh we just kind of all had this moment, I think at the same time where we were like. Man, this is really fun working together. Anyhow, so I I think having a team of people, uh, really great people around you is the ticket. Um, But apart from that, there was a wedding. I want to tell you guys a story. There was a wedding that I photographed last year, and it just, uh, it it really affected me in a great way. Um, So I show up on the day, and the bride is all flustered, and she doesn't want any pictures taken. Okay, and, and that's, yeah, I get that, right? It's like, okay, you don't have your makeup on, I won't take any pictures. Great. Well, she kept getting more and more <sighs> flustered as they go on, just ridden with anxiety and wouldn't let any pictures being taken, period. Not just of her, but of like anyone in the room, right? Um, and I just had to step back and, and at a certain point, about four hours had gone by, TJ, and I hadn't taken a single photograph yet. Oh These geez. are like four contracted hours where uh, just, there was, there was so much, um, uh, I again, I guess go back to the word anxiety, uh, in the space that it just wasn't okay. And, um, let me tell you a little bit more about the bride because dude, she was the most gorgeous bride ever, but she just didn't believe it. She didn't believe it one bit, man. And, and she's someone that, um, uh, greatly cares about her looks, right? She, she greatly did. And, and a matter of fact, uh, uh, just the self-esteem was just so low. It was so little. She had had so much work even done before the wedding in order to try to give herself some sense of confidence. And the wedding day came around and even with all of the surgeries or whatever, she still didn't, didn't embody that. And, um, I mean, something had to be done. And so she had her dress on, right? She's fully ready to go, and we still haven't taken a portrait. And uh, she won't step outside of her room. And so I just, um, I asked her if she would just go on a quick little walk with me. And, and, you know, I'd keep my camera down. I just wanted to talk with her. So I I clip my camera into my belt, and we just go walking through the hall uh, of this hotel together. And as we're talking, I just... Man, I I couldn't believe how beautiful she was. And I just had this moment where I asked her, you know, first of all, I told her. And I didn't just say, like, oh, my gosh, you're so pretty. You don't need to worry about it. It's okay. But I really genuinely told her one thing, just one thing that I saw as beautiful in her. Right. And I expressed what it was. And her profile was just, I mean, she just had the most beautiful profile I'd ever seen. And I asked her if I could uh, take a single picture, one shot, and show her what I saw. And she let me. And uh, I grabbed my Canon 600, just tying it back to the previous thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, uh, we're again, we're in like a dark, like crummy hotel hallway. And I set it up uh, kind of behind her. And I did this little like short lighting uh, right around the profile of her. And I took this picture. I wish I could show you through the screen. Maybe I'll actually send it to you. Okay, and you can yeah, drop we'll it down in the there. Notes. And I showed it to her. And uh, from that moment on, she just had a smile on her face just to me. And she said, okay. I trust you, you can take my picture. Okay, so this is like also, by the way, right before the ceremony, and so we're needing now scramble down to get to the ceremony, and so, TJ, this changed everything for me, because I'm at the front, we finally got onto the ceremony, and I'm up at the like head, you know, of like by the, by her fiance, her husband-to-be, and I see her down at the end of the aisle. TJ, she looks down at the end of the aisle and, like, calls me over, like, with her hand, like, gestures me to come to her, like, rapidly, like, come here, come here. What? And I'm, like, looking around, like, me? What? Okay. And it, okay, so it's me. So I kind of, like, go off to the side. I scurry back to her. And she quickly just hands me this little note off to the side. Okay. And then I like run back up the aisle and I take pictures and I, and I go to town, I rock the ceremony. And when there was a moment of downtime, I opened up the note and it's the like most scrambled chicken scratch writing that I've, that I've ever read. Like you could just tell there was great urgency behind it. And all she wrote was just, dear Ben, thank you. And I knew exactly what she meant. I knew exactly why she was thanking me. And I printed off this image because I believe that these memories need to be printed. And I have it hanging here in the studio. And that was one of my favorite memories of my career of like, this is, this is the power that we have. This is crazy. Anyhow, there you go. I'll, I'll, I'll get off my soapbox.
0: No, that just totally gave me chills and just to be able to capture it. I mean, to be able to give someone that confidence to be able to, you know, before they went, even went down the aisle and just to, I could imagine the stress that was relieved by, you just letting her know, you know, what was beautiful about her. And, you know, just as I'm sitting here listening, I could tell that you were genuine just in the way you were passionate about telling the story. Hmm. So that's a great, great memory. So kind of switching gears a little bit to maybe a not so good memory. You know, (laughs) one thing that we talk about is uh, learning from failure. We talk about that a lot on the show. Can you share a time when you failed in your career and kind of what you learned from it?
1: I don't know what you're talking about, man. I don't
0: know what you, I don't know what you mean, dude. It hasn't happened yet.
1: It's, yeah, it's been it's been golden. No, so, oh my gosh, do I have a failure for you? So there's a wedding, and it's about two and a half hours away. And uh, let me set the stage here a little bit. So it's two and a half hours away, and my daughter, B was just born three days prior. So maybe I have a little bit of an excuse that I was maybe the slightest bit flustered, but I arrived there on that wedding... And I uh, I start getting everything all set up. You know, I'm clipping on my lenses, getting my cameras around my neck, whatever. And I go to put in my memory cards. And, dude, I didn't bring a single memory card. Oh so no. I'm two and a half hours away from home. Not only that, but I'm, like, out in the sticks. There's not, like, a a Best Buy anywhere near. And I just have this, like, complete, like, Oh no moment. And, uh, I walked into the salon because I didn't want to be late. Uh, I walked into the salon to tell the bride that I needed to go make a quick errand, and a quick run. And, uh, there's redemption in this story. There's a complete failure, but there's redemption because I walked in and I saw at the salon, one of my good friends was also shooting a wedding and his bride was also at that same salon. And so I go up to him and I'm like, dude, Luke, can you help me out, man? And it just so happens to be that he had uh, a whole other secondary stash of memory cards that he just, they're actually old cards that he hadn't used in a while. And he just didn't even like think about them anymore. And he just gave them all to me and I was set for the day. Uh, so he definitely saved me on that one. That was, a, that was a pretty big failure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So what did you learn? What have you changed? Do you I'm assuming you always check now or always have extras?
1: No, I absolutely don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've learned not to shoot a wedding three days after you had a kid. That's no, good. here's what I've learned. Actually this, I've learned that, that people come first, right? I've learned that people are the priority. And this is, again, getting back to six-figure photography. This is what it means to be a six-figure photographer. Uh, all these stories so far, right? It's like uh, stories about um, that. Uh, gosh, how do I how do I put this? Um, I would say that that believing the best in people, that using your career as an opportunity to to show people love and an opportunity to express emotion. And when I say believing the best in people, this photographer that I ran into on this day, we had just got done. He had left a studio that he had been a part of, and he had got completely burnt by the owner of the studio because that person they weren't a six figure photographer, right? They may have been making six figures, but they chose business over people. And um, this guy was a friend of mine. And yes, he was a competitor and he was out there like, you know, taking brides and taking my leads, whatever but he's killing it and he's doing it because he's trying to create a life for him and his family. And the fact that, that I got to walk into that situation and have a relationship with him, have a friendship with him that he knows I'm looking out for him too. I mean, that's what allowed me to get through that was, you know, he gave me his cards. Um, So I would say that I would say to, to believe the best in people, to prioritize people instead of, of business and competition and just, you know, show love for those around you, man. It doesn't matter if they're out there, you know, uh, Uh, shooting weddings as well. Um, That's it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm a very strong believer in community over competition. Uh, This year for WPPI, I actually shared a room with um, my biggest quote unquote competitor in Ashland. Same style, same pricing. We both do seniors and weddings. You know, I actually, you know, Isaac
1: Yeah, and uh,
0: we shared a room. I mean, and we're, we're better together. You know, and we're not going to let you know the fact that we're competitors. We help each other out, and it's but made both of our businesses flourish. And I can definitely echo what you said. You know, relationships are so key in this business and just in life in general. Absolutely. So this is our lightning round. These are little tiny questions, uh, just to give our listeners to know so they know a little bit more about you. Uh, we're going to roll through these pretty quick, and then we're going to end with a doozy of a question. So okay. the first one is Mac or PC, and why?
1: Mac, hands down, simply because of branding. Uh, PCs are probably better, but their branding isn't, so Mac.
0: <laughs> I like that. Circling back to the branding. Lightroom or Photoshop and why?
1: Uh, Lightroom. Ain't nobody got time for that Photoshop stuff. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nobody got time for it. And this is the deal, man. 95% of what you could do in Photoshop, you can do in Lightroom. Just yep. stay in Lightroom. Absolutely. Speedlight or Studio Strobe and why? Uh, Speedlight, um, because uh they're fast they they force you to think quickly they're versatile dude so versatile you could do so many things with the speed light um and uh easier easier to to like haul around on a wedding day
0: absolutely android or ios i think i know the answer to this
1: well i think you already asked that question when you said mac or pc this is just like <laughs> this is semantics at this point right <laughs>
0: absolutely uh,
1: ios brand that's it coffee or tea uh, really? You have to ask this man, coffee, like all the time, all day long coffee, dude, I have a, I'm on a, <laughs> there's a joke in the office that I'm on a strict coffee diet. I have two <laughs> cups of coffee before I even get into the office. I'm not going to go into detail on what that results in. But <laughs> I've already said too much coffee all the way.
0: Absolutely. So our last question, like I said, it's a doozy tragedy strikes. You have one camera and one lens and 500 bucks in your pocket. What would the camera and lens be? And how would you use the $500 to launch your business and stay afloat? All
1: right. So I got my smart-ass answer. uh, And then I have the real answer that you actually want me to say. Perfect. The smart-ass answer is I, I would, you know, I'd get like a a red dragon, epic, whatever, and like the most expensive, like 200 millimeter <laughs> F2, whatever lens. And then I go sell them and go get like a Sony, you know, A7S or something. But that's not what you want to hear. No. no. So here's the deal. I, I'm perfectly content with a Canon 5D Mark three. If you're the Nikon side of things, uh, the 750 is just uh, a wonderful um, flagship camera. So I would say, yeah, the I would go Canon 5D Mark three. And the Sigma thirty-five one point four art lens. Uh, those would be the 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 gear of choice. As for that five hundred dollars, man, I'd put it in the bank, dude. I would, I would, I would put it in the bank. I think that. Uh, you don't need $500 to create a successful business to get clients in the door. Um, you need to hustle. You need to start meeting with people, but you don't need $500 bucks to do that. Maybe I could put uh, $20 bucks towards taking you know the number one wedding planner out to lunch, um, but then the other $480 is going in the bank. Uh, I'm a big proponent of of not going into debt for your business and, uh, and just being smart with your money. Um, if you wanted me to actually give you an answer of uh, how to spend it, if I had to, if you were holding pulling a gun to me and be like, Ben, spend this $500. Okay, fine. Uh, my brand, right. I would brand Trump's, uh, image quality, brand Trump's, all that other stuff. Uh, people are going to hire you because of your brand. And so maybe that would look like, um, uh, hiring a designer to, uh, to come up with a style guide and a brand and, uh, and the why behind what you're doing. I think, um, I think $500 would be well spent that way.
0: Excellent. So as we come to the end of the podcast, can you tell us how our uh, listeners can find you on the interwebs?
1: Ooh, the interwebs. Yeah, so people can head over to six, spelled out S-I-X, sixfigurephotography.com. Uh, They can learn more about all kinds of fun stuff on there. I have a seven day um, business makeover course that I think is actually quite killer that uh, is just free. So check it out each day. I drip out um, a new really long, actually, piece of content for you. Um, Alternatively, if you just want to hear me speak and interview other great photographers and and, uh, business pros, um, you can check out my podcast six figure photography.com backslash podcast, or just hop on your phone, go to that little podcast app and just like search for six figure photography on the podcast app. Um, and then if you want to see my work style, story, creative, Dot com. That is the studio that uh, that we have here in Columbus, Ohio. So stylestorycreative.com. Take a look at our stuff. Give us a little thumbs up or a like or whatever uh, Facebook's doing these days. Yeah,
0: absolutely. A reaction. A reaction. Yeah. Give us a reaction. Give us a
1: You know, I'm going to get a bunch of, like, angry reactions. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Give give us a reaction. That sounds good.
0: Excellent. Well, again, I thank you for your time. Uh, This was excellent. This is really insightful. And again, it's never, you never cease to inspire me. So I do appreciate your time until we meet again. Thank you.
1: Thank you, TJ.